Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger, joined as always by my drinking buddy, Matt Basinger of Swole Spark. He loves it. He's got a bottle of whiskey actually sitting about two the feet in front thing. of him. The whole thing. I know. He said he's going to get after it in a little bit. Uh, we are in the Let It Fly Media Studios today, and we are always as wonderfully joined by Miss Jackie Wise of Prize Bank. Today's guest is someone who is a man of many talents across Kansas City, Bob Mayer, who is the president of MR Capital Advisors. Bob, Welcome to the show. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Bob, as a former educator, I'm excited to talk education here a little bit as well. But before we dive into that, let's just ask the softball question. What do you do? Well, in a simple word, I do incentives to help economic development and real estate projects come to fruition. And there are a fair amount of those. And I'm, I'm trying to keep talking because if I keep talking, Andy won't jump in because I know Andy wants to dominate this entire conversation. <laughs> there you go. Um, but tell, I like the I business mean, guess. He does. Very tell, business. Tell me more about, I mean, more, on a more granular level, like uh, you're helping, you're working with folks as they're trying to navigate uh, some of the... Through the difficult city barriers, the state barriers, mm-hmm. how you build. Andy's knows about this because he's doing a project down in the bottoms and, and, you know, you had to go through whether it was historic tax credits, whether it was through tax abatement, whether it was through the planning department, through the commission, Mm -hmm. I'd navigate all that way. But the real history on this is that uh, back in 1992, I was appointed by Emanuel Cleaver, who was now congressman, then Mm -hmm. mayor, and I was one of his cabinet advisors on economic development, and we could go deeper in those weeds. But the long and short, I became chair of the TIF Commission when it was a good word and when uh, basically the downtown was a shithole. Can we yeah. use that word here? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> so anyway, and that was the whole uh, emergence of using incentives to redevelop our downtown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, get it. Get after it. It's my you're, turn. You're so excited. I'm getting it. Yeah, I know. So... I know this stuff. So, so Bob, two real components of your more or less world today, mm-hmm. assisting others with navigating the process and owning and managing your own real estate portfolio. Correct. The easier one to, to really grab a hold of because we can talk incentives all day long and we're going to, let's transition to that in a minute, but let's talk about your own real estate portfolio, okay. how you view the real estate world, how you view tenant relations, you sort of have a unique approach, so let's, let's talk on that. Yeah, well, the, the thanks, Andy, for asking that. I'm a part of what's called Exact KC Partners, and having said that, we've expanded. Uh, we've got a partner in Denver part who comes to Kansas City, and two of us here, my other partner, Caleb Bulin, architect, developer, and then we're also expanding into St. Petersburg, Florida, and uh, uh, not Russia, but Florida. And anyway, uh, it's... Uh, what we really like to do is find out old funky buildings. And example, we started on Troost. We were kind of the vanguard there before a lot of it got popular. We took the old Wonder Bread lofts and converted that into a flats and a commercial space as well. And then we took on a big project recently, which we finished. It's called the Netherland and the Monarch. They're on 39th and Main where streetcars coming up. But it was an old transient hotel that the city was ready to condemn. Wow. So our kind of approach is, hey, we, we've got a vision. Then personally, I'd even been out state and did an old hotel that was closed up in a little town called Boonville, Missouri, mm-hmm. near Columbia. And it's called the Hotel Frederick. And my partner, Adam Jones, who's a 
interesting historic guy in the bottoms. We developed that project and sold it to another guy, but it's doing well. It's right on the Katy Trail. So the point is that I love old buildings, love preservation, probably like you. What's old is new, is cool. And, um, you know, at least that's what all my daughters and <laughs> tell me. But the bottom line is I've been doing it a long time. Bob, I have, oh, no, I have oh, no. one question. Oh. This, is, this is unrelated, and then you're going to dive right back in. What is the difference between an apartment and a flat? Well, that's a good question. You know, it, 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 it's kind of we're doing the hip. London, it's a flat. Sure. New York, it's a flat. Kansas City, it's an apartment. But we took the Netherlands as an example, which was in a hotel, and we have little studios and one bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So I would call them flats. Um, that's kind of why we use that term. It's a cooler word. Yeah, it is yeah, a cooler I just, word. I think it English. should be more adopted. I, I yeah. love it. Go ahead, Andy. Uh, so sort of a, a softball question that could be talked about for 10 hours, but what is the future of the West Bottoms? And, yeah. I, and I say that because I grew up in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. We went down there for Kemper Arena all the time, and every single time, and Hale Arena, mm-hmm. and every single time my dad would say to me, Andy, in 10 years, this neighborhood is just going to be incredible. Yeah. And every year he would say that. And today now I refuse to lie to my own child. And I don't say 10 years. I go maybe in 25 years. Well, because you're over in the East Bottoms, right? We, oh, yeah, we are. And it's much more, it's a, a smaller neighborhood to where you can achieve critical year. mass yeah, better. Yeah. But what is the vision of the West Bottoms and how does it actually grow? Well, that's a, that's a long question. But to give you the short answer, the Bottoms is was a great history, was the early history of Kansas City. You know, a lot of pioneers, past and present, have tried to go down there. And where Jay Rieger and Co. was originally set up. Is that right? And, you know, you've got a woman from Cleveland that took on the Abernathy Apartments. I represent a couple guys that have a couple projects down there in the old, in the on Wyoming Street. But to answer your question, here's one of the biggest issues today, which I don't know if you or your listeners know, you really need these old buildings to have historic tax credits, which is what I specialize in with other people. And the state of Missouri, which has had a great tax credit program in its infinite wisdom, decided to create a tier. And they decided that the West Bottoms was not eligible for historic tax credits. Due to population. Exactly, which is ridiculous. So there's a group of us that are working, matter of fact, met this week with the acting director of economic development where we're trying to administratively change that because it is the last frontier of redevelopment. We all thought Crossroads was that. We've done that. Now the bottom. So to answer, I, you know, until we can get that changed, I think your point, so take your dad, it's probably 10 more years and we'll start seeing, but you got to have those tools down in that area and you've got to create linkages so people can get easily back and forth. So your, your comment, very familiar with all of those tax credits, done lobbying as well on behalf. Total disaster. Anybody listening right now, Missouri historic tax credits, total disaster. Lots of people working on it. Hopefully that improves. Right. So let's talk about incentives in general. Mm-hmm. Incentives right now in society have a really bad name. They do. I feel as if I always need to, when I talk to people about real estate, remind them incentives at its heart the word is meant to incentivize someone to do something they otherwise wouldn't. What do you feel the state of incentives are and their future? Or are we just at a temporary lull where they're being brandished as this terrible thing for society and they're greedy? And, you know, my, my least favorite one is the tax abatement. Right. The idea of stealing from schools mm-hmm. 
when they're still getting the same amount of money they were getting if the building was dilapidated, but now there's 150 jobs there that are all paying taxes to give money to the schools. It's, it's crazy. What, well, where does you it go and from I here? see the same way, but let me just go back. When I was chairman of the Tax Increment Commission back in the 90s, tax increment was actually considered a good word. Today, it's exactly that. It's considered the worst that we've given away all this money. And, you know, the reality is if you start looking like for the Kansas City School District, they are now accumulating not just from that, but all the other monies. They, they have a reserve of financial, but they're always crying that, hey, these developers are taking out our money. And unfortunately, in Jefferson City, you have a mindset, which is rural Missouri, that that's exactly right. What we're school, we're stealing money from our from our children, and that's not the case. If you looked at Kansas City back in the '90s, when it was a crap, like we said, a crap hole. Um, that's not the word you used. I know I used shit hole, but you know I'm trying to clean up your program, <laughs> keep you guys on a quality area. This is a no children. No children listen. <laughs> that's good. But the point is that then it was de- dying. There was a guy named some of, I'll bring his name up, Stan Derwood, founder of AMC Radio, I mean, AMC Screens, great man. He had the vision of the power and light and should get all the credit for that. Kay Barnes was at one time a close friend of his and she helped carry that on after he died. But the reality is everything has its time and place. That's those incentives, to your point, Andy, were what stimulated to get our downtown going, move it. Now, you know, when I go in front of boards and commissions, the current climate is, oh, gee, you know, it's tenant rights. And it's like these guys are developers. They need to provide this stuff for free or for 30 percent average medium income. Well, that's low income tax credits. And that's also Section 8 vouchers. What we really did, like on Truce, the Wonderlofts is an example that has... um, you know, it was, there was nothing in it. It was vacant. Wonder Bread had it for years when it made it vacant. But here's what happened, mm-hmm. is we were able to get incentives, tax abatement, and historic tax credits, and new market tax credits, which is another, we won't get into it, but it's a way We, to we did new markets for ours as well. Yeah. So you can see, you need all the, what I call the capital stack to make these deals work, particularly in challenged areas, an incent. Is there a point where you know you don't need to incent? Well, that depends on the deal. Yeah, I probably would say there are some situations. There's one that's being discussed now at the council on Crown Center. You know, maybe it needs it, maybe it doesn't. But my whole point is this: that incentives, by their nature, aren't a bad term. It's how people utilize them. And what people also forget is that some of the benefits of those, like more and more developers that move the needle into it areas like that's what's going to get us to move the needle from truce to prospect mm-hmm. as an example but you can't do it without that i want to zoom out just a little bit sure. um you have been helping kansas city grow and change and develop and i i remember when i was in high school my parents you know they pointed to this radio tower and they're like don't go north of that <laughs> that was kind of our family rule and and now i i don't want to go south of that radio tower right like right. things have changed dramatically over the last 20 years for me you've been instrumental in being a part of that but as you look at other major metros across the country, um, Kansas City is doing really well in some capacities, but it's behind some of the other places that mm-hmm. are kind of infusing better growth and development. Um, are, are there other places that you really admire and, and hope to bring Kansas City up to look more like? Oh, or, absolutely. Yeah, so, but the good news, I will say that Kansas City is the most progressive and innovative city in state of Missouri. Sure. You know, if you go, I was talking with St. Louis people last night in an event, 
and St. Louis has been strangle-held, the city core, because everybody moved to the burbs. Yep. Think about Kansas City. We had that mass sprawl. Everybody lived. You guys probably went to either north of the river for high school or to south of the river mm -hmm. on mission, right? But more and more people are realizing that the, it's like the donut hole, right? The core of the donut, the core of the, it needs to be strong, and, is, and then you expand it out. And that's kind of the concept of what we've got to do uh, to grow. To ask your, your question, I think there's a lot of, I mean, I, I like to put Kansas City up there with anybody. Everybody points to Austin. Mm -hmm. They point to parts of Las Vegas. I think there are different types of markets. I like, you know, one of my other, the market that I'm in is St. Petersburg, Florida. It's a very, actually, it's the, the difference that they have is they have the beaches and they have 20, you know, they have warm weather all year round. But they've created a pretty cool mindset where, you know, it's what I was telling somebody. It's used to be the city where every old people went to die. It's not that kind of city anymore. It's a very youth, vibrant town. It's the political landscape has changed. They have a mindset of inclusive under one big tent. But they're facing, just like all these cities are facing, what can we do to help our affordable places where people can live? So experiments are doing with you know, little micro houses, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. I'm not sure that's the total answer. I think what we really got to do is like to, for instance, back to the point, if we're going to move the needle to prospect, we've got to be, make it comfortable for guys like Andy and you and I to feel like we can invest our money there, mm -hmm. which is what was the needle with truce. You know, people yep. are now investing their money there. And not feel like you're brandished as an enemy. Exactly. As you look back over the last 25, 30 years of development in Kansas City that you've been a part of, what are you the most proud of? You know, that's a good question. I think probably uh, the era when I was chair of the TIF Commission, when we, we moved the dot um, on downtown, but also not just downtown, but midtown, two things in particular. Um, give some of my mentors, a guy like Phil Kirk, who was one of the people at Kansas City Southern and DST, and Phil helped create the uh, downtown 11th Street Quarter that helped spur on Broadway and all around those type of things. And then I worked with a guy named Jim Glover on the council, and we created the Glover Plan for Midtown, which is where Home Depot, Office Depot, that was the Warner Plaza. It was, a, it was another shithole. I mean, there were, it was terrible. And it, you needed to strengthen that. So all those are early projects. But I'm really proud today. You know, you can't rest on your laurels. I'm mm -hmm. really proud today of what we, what Alon uh, and Caleb and I were able to do on Troost because mm -hmm. we were the pioneers there. We took a vacant building, put all this and brought 87 and then Millhouse, you know you're successful when other big developers come in. Millhouse came in, did their development. Now the Metropolitan Community College is, is doing an innovative entrepreneur uh, pro training technology program across the street. It, so uh, you have Operation Breakthrough, you have lots of investment and the key thing that we have to do is break down the racial barriers so truce was always that dividing line mm -hmm. now you know it's i'm proud that we have both it's a pretty balanced area you, you know you've got a safer area when both young black women and young white women can feel comfortable going in an area and going out on the street absolutely well one of the biggest things for me has always been and when going through our project where it's located you know the the first real project in a neighborhood like that were capital infusion, who's willing to believe in you, who's willing to invest. The second project gets easier. The third project gets even easier. Finding a bank was impossible, but Correct. not only just on this show, but just as a, 
uh, a true shout out Emprise Bank. They're ones that are willing to invest in these neighborhoods and be that first bank money in which honestly that was my that was my toughest lift was finding a lender that was willing to offer a full recourse bank loan in a neighborhood that didn't do what we were trying to do. And we fortunately landed on one. Uh, it was before I knew Jackie from Emprise, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's all they're doing. I and mean, they're just like, Hey, yeah. yeah, we believe in this neighborhood. We believe in the fundamentals. And you know, it's so important to find these, these banks that are willing to support the vision and offer the capital to be able to make it seem like a, a normal development opportunity. And so I don't know if you guys are having any issues with, no, I, I would just say, amen, you know, but <laughs> yeah, you've got to have, you've got to have capital with you obviously. And people take a risk and yeah, it took a while to get people to take a risk on truce. Now it'll be really a success, Andy, when we can get people to go to prospect, capital to go to prospect. But, and it's not yet, it's like you said, the bottoms. It's it's getting there. There's capital in there. It usually, typically, you know, what's interesting, and you know this uh, in development, you follow the artists. artists. Mm-hmm. So if we can get artists now to start expanding on, like they are on truce and down in the bottoms and down in crossroads, where now some of them say we've priced out, but... The point is, there's always opportunities to open, and, and banks that have that can follow the vision that you had, like on your project, and that we had on our project, are the ones you want to work with and stay, you know, work together. Bob, our listeners who are expecting a 15-minute podcast are now sitting in the parking lot waiting for us to finish before they go into work okay. someday, some Tuesday probably. Uh, I have one more question for you. It's Nothing, a Wednesday, actually. Wednesday. Uh, what is the coolest thing you've ever done? not work-related? Well, you know... Uh, oh, but you are incentives, so almost... No, that, not work-related. Well, we all say our children and grandchildren, but yep. I will tell you one cool little story, and it's more about people and personalities, but uh, I, I'm wearing a pin, Martin Luther King. Um, Manuel Cleaver and I, early on, when he had a fro and I had long hair and a beard down, you know, uh, we were both on the Southern Christian Leadership Conference that Martin Luther King founded, and the coolest thing was meeting Coretta Scott King, who came to a board meeting, and I was just a young guy, younger than you guys now, and uh, I got him to her to sign a thing that, to my newly born daughter at that time, to Allison, and wow. remember the memories. But stuff like that, it's been really cool to meet very innovative people. I've met, uh, I met Isaac, do you know who Isaac Hayes is? You ever heard that name? No. See you guys? Okay, so Isaac Hayes, he wrote the songs that were back in the Motown era. Um, he was one of the great Motown singers of all time. Um, uh, did the uh, Superfly and Super Cool, all those movies back in then. was a song. Anyway, he came to the Gem Theater, which I was a part of helping get that off the ground That's down fantastic. at 18th and Vine. So people like that, you know, you remember them and, and are glad to have them in your life. I love it. Well, Bob, on, ha- on behalf of Emprise Bank, the J. Rieger & Co. Distillery, Swellspark, and Let It Fly Media, we're so grateful that you spent some time with us today. i um, excited to see how you continue to shape and change Kansas City for the better. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it.